Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run for Cody Ransom. The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. Yo, welcome back. Playing the Game podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I am Brock White with our co-host, Cody Ransom. What's going on, everybody? How are you? So... We don't have a guest today, do we, Cody? No, it's by choice. We uh, just kind of wanted to catch up and uh, slow things down a little bit and kind of uh, see if we can break the roadcaster. I if I if anyone can, it's me. Like, yeah, but you know, but hey, it'll be all right. Yeah, we uh, you know, stuff's been busy. We've had some some pretty cool guests to start the first. Uh, think seven episodes with and uh we've got some some people lined up in the near future as soon as yours and my schedule slow down a little bit enough to to go meet them where we need to meet them yeah we have a lot of cool people that we just need to get time a lot of people can't meet at 10 o'clock at night yeah well two more days and i'll be free all morning long for a while so work's been uh work's been great it's been awesome it's been uh rewarding and exciting and I'm, I'm really happy that we were kind of able to do it with with the baseball season being the minor league season being shut down like it was uh, we got a lot of the the younger kids and the uh pro, i guess prospects out at instructional league and that's gone on for like the last eight weeks and um every day all day we got we have two days left so it's been great man i've really enjoyed it it's been uh uh, kind of reminded me that it was the right move to go coach. So, yeah, I, you know, I, w- I was, I said no for for five years and um, didn't want the time away from the family and and you know I spent eighteen seasons away from them so I, I really enjoyed being with them and being home and and not missing any events or any um, like time really you know and being able to kind of pick up and go on vacation if we wanted or. Whatever, you know, if you want a weekend to go do something, you did it. Yeah. And uh, we missed that for a long time, but uh, I think my wife and I both knew it was, it was kind of time to get back into it if the situation was right, and it was. And the Diamondbacks have been awesome. They've been – player development there is incredible. Um, management, uh, front office, everybody does a really good job. I've met some really, really cool kids, and I think I've, I've been able to – Maybe touch one or two, and, and you know, and and help their hopefully help their career move the right direction. But um, for me, it's been rewarding. Still doing the youth stuff as well, so it's been long days, long hours. Uh, I've, I've kind of leaned on my staff on on the youth side a lot. Uh, my wife and and uh, you know Rika and Troy, my brother, and and the people that that kind of run that when I'm not around, and they've done 
they've done an outstanding job and haven't really missed a beat. So it's kind of eased my mind uh, as far as being able to do the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Lessons have slowed down. Training slowed down for me a little bit just because I needed a breather. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, you know, like I said, it's it's been awesome. Um, we'll see, we'll see what happens moving forward, um, with the season and baseball all next year. Like we don't really know what's going to happen or where affiliates are going to be or how it's going to work out with all this, this stuff still going on. And, um, do you think there'll be fans next year? I don't know. I really don't. Uh, if you would ask me a month ago, I said for sure, but with everything kind of moving back the other direction, at least locally here. Has it started moving that way? Yeah. It, really? Yeah, schools are uh, – I know winter sports and Chandler schools are kind of getting pushed back possibly and and the start is being delayed and cases in the high school are skyrocketing. Like there there was one teacher that sent an email said she's only got like a quarter of her class in class right now. Really? Yeah. Just because of contact uh, tracing. tracing. Whether they have it or not, they have to stay home for 14 days even yeah. if they were around somebody or in the class that somebody was in. Yeah. And so it's – it's um, Making the kids super excited. Well, yes and no. I mean, like my daughter, for example, you know, their volleyball team is uh, undefeated this season. They won the regular season. Playoffs are starting. So they're, you know, uh, warranted. You know, it's it, they, they're kind of in fear of uh, somebody catching it. Yeah. Because um, if they do, the entire team has to take 14 days off. Yeah. State championships in 11. Yeah. <laughs> you they, know, so. They should do um, like a bubble. Well, so, you know, something. Um, Especially when you, you got a team that good. Yeah. Like, you don't want to. It's I, it, I really hey, just don't want anything to happen that would possibly jeopardize, at least the seniors, you know, it's their last chance at it. And um, for those girls, it would be really unfair for something like that to happen. And. We saw it happen last year with a lot of the baseball kids that didn't get to play their senior season out. And what are those guys doing right now? Well, I, the guys that I trained that were going on to college are on to college, but college isn't playing now either. They played a a, a wood bat league over the summer here locally at, at a few of the spring training places uh, here locally, and they got to play games. Um some of them went back to school, but it's online, and, and others are kind of at school, but not really. Yeah. I know, uh, like, one of them's at University of New Mexico, and they got sent home, uh, grabbed all their stuff, and went back last week and picked all his stuff up, and he's back home. And it's, it's just a mess, you know, but it's a tough time to be a kid, man. I really feel for him. Yeah, I, could it, you imagine, like, if it was your senior year to – like, it was your year. Yeah. It was your year. What do you do? I mean, it's tough. It, it's it's a tough enough time to be a kid with everything going on and the, you know, social media and phones and all that drama. And add this into the mix, man, I really, I don't know. It's not, not very fair for him. So, so anyway, um, yeah, it just, you know, I feel for him. I really do. And I put myself in their shoes and trying to be, get through everything and, and do your homework online and, and deal with not being able to be around your friends and, and have sports teams possibly getting canceled. And some of these states, California, we've got a lot of kids that play for us from California, and they, like, still not playing there. Haven't since March. I saw an NFL game 
in California, mm-hmm. and there's fans in the stadium. Just recently. And I didn't understand that. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, Florida's, the they sold out. Oh, they had 60,000 a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> right? I mean, shoulder to shoulder. It, it, you know, it's just each individual state can do what they want. It was kind of weird. So, I was, I flew to Vegas on Allegiant, mm-hmm. and they were super, you know, six feet apart yeah. all the way in. And then they, pa- and so I was expecting like rows empty. Yeah. No. Right next to each other. Three a row packed in like sardines. And I'm like, <laughs> what did all the other stuff matter? Why did we do what we did? And then mm-hmm. when we flew home, we flew, flew Southwest. Mm-hmm. They let the middle row open and it was a much <laughs> different experience. And like, okay. This makes more sense than the other one? For sure, more sense. Still not sense, but more sense. I mean, nothing makes sense to me right now. No, it doesn't, man. It's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I just really don't know. Unfortunately, I don't think anybody does. I mean, they're just doing what they're told to be done, right? Like, Mm -hmm. whatever the upper people say to do or whatever, whoever's telling them what to do. It's just so they can stay open, right? Yeah, I mean, there's... Nationally, there's laws, and then or governing bodies that tell us, and then locally, and then some stuff trumps other stuff, and you know. Yeah, I just hope the vaccine comes out soon. And well, they announced it the other day, right? Like, it's when is it coming out? Uh, I don't know. I heard something this morning. It should be out fairly soon. No, I'm out. You're not gonna take it. <laughs> oh. You're a little worried about it. Just don't think it's been tested. This is well, a whole nother. Here's like, the thing: like you're, it's a whole nother thing. You know what I mean? You're I healthy, mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. fairly young, not two dinosaurs. I'm young, I'm young bro. you're young. I'm young, healthy. You don't have any reason to take it. Uh, who knows? Like, I don't think anybody knows the repercussions of any of it. The disease, the or the virus, the any of it like what have we tested it on what are you know there's no long term yet so i think i think it's naive to say that anybody has the answer no matter how smart and we have some incredibly brilliant people um developing this stuff you know what i mean but for them to say what long-term effects are is kind of naive to say that they they have the answer well long-term effect of the vaccine too right yeah that's what i'm saying vaccine virus any of it like Nobody knows what's going on, or or it's like the. I mean, I say that that's my opinion. Uh, my opinion is that that we don't know the long term effects. I remember when it all first came out, and I remember seeing it spread in China, and I remember telling my partner, "I'm like, this is gonna hit the U.S. and it's gonna shut down everything." And he's like, "No, no, no, you're crazy." I'm like, "Dude," and it did, and it still has. I just saw what it, China did. Mm-hmm. Those people don't care about each other. And I remember seeing this guy, like, in a paint, like, sprayer outfit. Mm -hmm. And he had, like, a bug sprayer. And he was spraying people down with Lysol as they were going into the subway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wonder what the um, long-term effect of that is. We won't know. We won't know until we know, I guess. You know, like, it's, it's, uh, it just, it sucks, but... 
You know, it is what we can make the best of it or the worst of it. So hopefully it's... We got this far, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look, if everybody just kind of respects everybody else and... and uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just... Just be respectful, you know. Don't don't be an idiot. If you're asked to do something, it's kind of easy to do it. Well, I don't necessarily believe in mass per se, but I also believe in respecting establishments' requirements. Right. If I'm going to go into somebody's establishment that they own, and they ask me to wear a mask, then if I don't have one, I ask them if they have one. Mm-hmm. If they say no. I pull up my shirt. They say that's not good enough, then I'll leave. Right. I mean, sitting here, we don't have one on. If somebody comes to my house or our facility, you're like, they're not asked to wear one. Yeah. They can if they want to. Uh, personally, I'm not asking them to. Yeah. Is that a bad move by me? I Who knows yet? Like, I don't know. I mean, if they're coughing, I, I, if they're coughing, you're probably going to ask them to leave. Yeah, there's certain things that we have to do as well within the organization to kind of follow guidelines to stay open. And, you know, I, I mean, I've been tested, I think, twice a week for like the last six months. Monday, oh. Monday and Thursday, you know, like, I, and it is we've had some guys test positive, some with false positives, some with inconclusive. And I apparently have been clean, negative the entire time. I need to be negative for another two weeks. So you can go to Hawaii. <laughs> so I can leave and, and come back. And Has Hawaii been pretty clean over I there? I honestly don't know. You just can't visit there if you're dirty. Uh, you can't visit there, and you have to be tested prior to going or go over there and quarantine for 14 days once you get there. So I thought for sure, well, the news cycle has been really interesting Ever since last Tuesday, mm-hmm. I haven't. I've been checking the news, and I haven't seen one article of this on either either Mm-mm. either, either one. side. It doesn't matter. No, I I heard th- this morning. Like I said, I heard something about the vaccine. It was either yesterday or this morning. Yeah. And uh, aside from that, like I haven't it hasn't been talked about. The only reason I hear about the schools is because my kids there, and I get the emails from the teachers daily. And I think and we're hitting records in the nation of, like... Total cases. Yeah. Yeah. And According to the numbers, but it's not at the top of the list right now. Not important. On well, it was uber important before the election. A couple of weeks ago, and now it's not, so... It just shows you what each, like, <laughs> do they really care about us? Well... Either side, like, do they really care? It, I don't care what... I mean, we're, I don't want to get political at all because that's not what we're about. But it makes you wonder if either side of them really do care about our well-being. You hope that they do. You really do. And you hope that they have everybody's best interest. But there's times where you don't you don't believe that they do, uh, or whoever they is. Yeah. Um, you know, I like I said, man, if we all I think I think we all just kind of respect one another and, and uh, you know, try and live our lives the best we can and, and uh, be good people that hopefully it all it'll all pan out. I'll tell you who really has it locked down to Vegas, man. They I got yelled at. I had a mask on the whole time. And if it wasn't over the nose, mm-hmm. you were getting told. Yeah. 
and they will <clears throat> repeatedly. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we did. We were in a uh, baseball tournament in Nevada a couple weeks ago. Same thing. I like literally walked in the door, and I guess I was talking, and it dropped below my nose. Yeah. Boom on me. Hey, pull that up. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't even realize it was yeah. down. Oops. I mean, we wear them so often. It yeah. happens at, uh, like, my daughter's volleyball games. I'll be sitting there talking to my wife or whatever, and it'll creep down, and security will, hey. Yeah. Like, what? I have the mask on. No, over your nose. Okay. It'd be interesting to know, like, it's too bad how effective the mask works or not. Yeah, and, like, what? Like, I mean, because you went into a store and pulled your shirt up, right? Yeah. Was it you? Yeah. Told me the story, and the guy's like, that's not going to do it. No. You're like, but that, <clears throat> excuse me, that cloth mask you have on, Will? Yeah. And the guy Why said. Why different? Well, the guy sitting down at the uh, eating, that's fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I was standing six feet away with the shirt above. That mm-hmm. was that didn't count. Mm. Oh, they told me on the airplane that gators don't count anymore. Really? And I didn't understand that concept. Why wouldn't a gator count? Well, if you're going to make us all wear the N95 or whatever mask they are, okay. Yeah, but they, until everybody has to do that, then I don't really understand why. The, they, they let you wear all these different masks, but the gator and, like, obviously a mesh one did count. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest, my daughter has made some for people. Yeah. Um, sewed them, cut up T-shirts and sewed them together, and people, like, wear them. Yeah. Fine. It probably it's works fine. Like, well, does it? We don't know. I don't but know. It passes the test. That's what I mean. I tell people I'm allergic to my own breath, like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, like, come on, guys. Like, I am getting sick right now smelling myself. <laughs> yes. like, like, I'm starting to, like, break out in hives. <coughs> That's funny. I, my, my throat's starting to swell up. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, I that didn't work. I told somebody that and they didn't buy it. They weren't going for it. No, They're like too bad. No, grab some gun. I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> Here's hard. a mint. I tried. I they didn't even laugh. They didn't think it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> My wife was shaking her head. She's, She's like, like, "What an idiot!" Um, so you had a hunting experience. I did you? You know what's kind of cool about your hunting experience is you didn't have a lot of time. You didn't have like a full week to dedicate to going out. Oh, no. Out. I had like a couple hours in two different mornings. And not only that, it was during the summer, during one of the ho- the hottest summer on record in Arizona. Yeah. Sucked. Yeah, it was uh, the second morning I went out, it was over 100 by the time the sun came up. It was smoking. Does it? That's it's just so miserable, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I was, I was sitting trying to glass, and it was like so hot that I, I couldn't. <laughs> I was sitting in the shade. I went to water, and it was like and the water was all dried up, and it was you know, yeah. Plus, it was a full moon, full moon night before. So yeah, both both times. So it was like back to back nights. Yeah. So it was a full moon. So I'm sure they were out at dark and just laid up all day and. I did, I jumped, uh, I was on the way out, driving the side-by-side on the way out, and I jumped uh, two bucks coming around the corner of the road, like, 
they were laying next to the road, and they jumped up and took off. And yeah, so you know what? That was about like, the extent of my experience. It was pretty limited. And those bucks probably were like heading down from wherever they were feeding to bed, and then the sun came up and they're like, oh, like crap, we're done. We're just gonna hang out here in the shade. And then they they didn't realize they bed next to the road until they saw you coming. Yeah, probably. It was uh, in nice nice bucks and. Hopefully they're still there when we go back. I don't think back. anyone else is hunting during that time. No, I didn't. I saw one other guy out there, um, but that was it. It was it was rough. We saw a lot. I did see a lot of deer, but there was like a lot of doe, and uh, I was surprised to see that many as hot as it was. Well, usually, I mean, they're gonna want to get a drink of water mm-hmm. when it's that hot. Problem is, they just all run down the golf course and get water. It's perfect. Yeah. Just set up a blind on the golf course. Do you think they'd have a problem if you set up a blind on the golf course? Mm, yeah. I think so. <laughs> like, you don't think these. <laughs> Can I just set it behind one of the holes? So, like, get them Hey, if you brush that thing in good enough, no one will know. Nobody will know. This is buck coming up. They might see a blood trail across the green. Slang. <laughs> <laughs> Speared in the middle. He's like, of the gosh game. dang it! Couldn't die like in the bushes over there. Yeah, so I, I mean, it, we missed out on a couple hunts we that I was hope, hoping to get to. Um, yeah, baseball October, season drug out for you, right? It did. Yeah, a couple months longer than than we had planned on. Because um, we had our first instructional league in in February or uh, January February. Um, we did it before the season this year to try and get them ready for spring training, and then all this stuff hit, and we didn't play, and so we jumped it into the end of the season yeah. again. And and um, so it it is what it is. You know, I missed out on a year of hunting, but but uh, gained a year of experience on the coaching end, and and uh, got to work with some great kids and coaches, and so it, we'll make up for it. I've got. Still got my over-the-counter deer tag, and I th- that'll open back up on December first, I believe. So, yeah, got right about it's all gonna work out. So, if you're hunting in Arizona, mm-hmm. you guys are listening. It opens up different times and different units. So, if you're listening to this, just check the regs yeah. and the units because there's some units that aren't open at all. And then there's some that open January 1st, and then there's some that open the 15th. So just check the regs. Yeah. I don't want anyone poaching. Yeah, do not do that. And yeah, like I know Unit 1's not open for archery this year, where some years it is. This year it's not Yeah, um, open for archery over the counter. Because um, Arizona is different than some states in that you have to draw a tag. Where um, yeah. some states you can just go over the counter for everything, and uh, here you can only... Usually only go over the counter for archery, right? I don't think there's a rifle. No, there's leftover. Leftover tags, but not like just plain over-the-counter rifle. I just got an email from the Game Fish saying there's some leftover, um, what's it, like winter hunts maybe? Like Mm -hmm. some deer? Havelina. Oh, yeah. Maybe if you wanted to go chase some havies. I think I, I actually put <coughs> in for Havelina in January. You did? Yeah, for did my you get drawn? We haven't. I don't think we did. How did I get drawn for Havelina? Um, did you check? I haven't checked. Well, that's 
you probably got we just put in like a couple yeah, weeks ago. Deadline wasn't too long ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, because we put in with I I put in with my son this year. So he put, he put archery. In this year. No rifle. Oh, just so he can go. Cool. Just, uh, and then we put in for. I think I put in for spring deer with him. Spring. There's is there is there a spring youth hunt? I don't know. I don't know. My dad. My dad did it for us. I don't. He said I don't think there's a spring deer hunt youth. A bear. Spring no. bear, turkey. I think we. I know we put in for turkey and and pig. The rapture. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we put in for turkey and pig. I know. I thought he said some, there was some deer hunt that he found that he was going to put in. Maybe for, a deprivation tag <laughs> of sorts. May, I don't. I'm not really sure. I just said yeah. I put in for him because I kept so telling Jordan I was going to take him this this fall and winter. I didn't get to. So what? I'd love to help out with that. Whatever I can do to help. I'm you in, guys bro. become successful in your hunting endeavors. Endeavors, yeah. I, I, he's he's been begging me to get out, so I told him uh, I'll buy him an over the counter tag for December if we can find a uh, if there's any left. <laughs> what for? What deer? Yeah, um, they're <laughs> unlimited. Well, until the store you go to runs out because they all were running out, Why even back in September. Just buy one online. Well, I know, but. If you're going out that day, then just buy one right now. I'll buy one. I have one. Just give me your <coughs> son's info. I'll buy one. No, I'm buying it. I just got to make sure he's practices. Yeah, that's. Cause I, wanna, I told him he can't go unless he practices. So. I'm not allowed to go to Mexico this year in January, which I I went for ten years and convinced the wife is safe every year. Especially when I got the life insurance bumped up. She thought it was really safe for me to go. <laughs> She's like, you got safer this year. Yeah, I talked to my really, I have a really close friend. And he is probably one step above me in the crazy land of hunting. And he wants to get his own ranch down. Like when he's, I say get his own ranch, I mean like he buys all the tags off of it. <clears throat> and... He's trying to get me to go with him, and I'm like, dude, I, I, I can't. Like, I'm grounded this year. He's like, I'm grounded too. <laughs> so let's do it together. We'll do it next year. <laughs> like, okay, maybe. <laughs> I have a full year to work on the wife, but that's a lot of fun. So since I can't do that, January, I would love to go. I would love just to go out and help you. Find some deer and put you on some deer to stock. Yeah, it's, I'm excited about. It. I want to do it. I've got to get out. I got a couple spots. They they're not necessarily my spots, but you know of them. I know of them, and they're secretive. And you know about secretive spots. I do. And there's always big bucks there. That's why they're secretive. Yeah, and it's just you know what we got to do. Sorry to interrupt. Is, is get a hold of Alex and get down to his place and see if we can find animals. Species. Well, yeah, where, where he said they were, not. Yeah, we he, it didn't make sense because he says there's alfalfa fields right next door. We'll find them. Alfalfa equals animals that want to eat that, that want like to eat and alfalfa. mesquite trees, and they can hide them. Yeah, like mesquite was a great place to bed. And then he has food. Walk next door. Eat. And there's water. So 
All those things add up to deer that don't get hunted ever. That About means hundred acres means they get bigger because they don't want to leave that. I think it's time for him to buy a tractor. Or and I'll just say that because I want to drive a tractor. He should buy a tractor and let us use it. Do a little food plot in there. Like little, Why wouldn't he? A little couple acre food plot and get them all in there. Alex, if you're listening, me and Cody would like to help you manage your 100 acres and turn it into better fowl for you. There you go. Because then he would like the waterfowl. He'd like waterfowl, maybe some more. We'll give it pristine um, quail habitat. Perfect. Because my buddy Caleb, you know Caleb. Uh, yeah, I do. He knows all about how to like make habitat for birds. Caleb's great. Yeah. He's a country boy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on this podcast too. Yeah. He would have been on it next week, but you're gone. And I can't do it on my He's own. He's here next week? He's here on Thursday next week. Till when? He's going on. Well, you get back Sunday. Well, uh, no. Hold on. Next week? I'm here. You're here next week. Yeah. You're gone next week. We'll figure it out. You're gone next week. I think I'm here next week. I leave on... I leave. I don't know. We're here and we're gone. Off and on. For a week. He comes here. But I'm here. He comes here on Thursday. He's going to help. He's going to train me in the art of photography. So my shots don't look so horrid. But he's here for how many days? Well, he's going to be here. He's going on my elk hunt with me. He's filming my elk hunt. Hold on, dude. Which elk hunt now? In Mexico. You could have gone, but you're in Hawaii. When is your elk hunt? It starts Saturday. The 21st? I, I Whatever that day that is. <clears throat> 21st. Until when? Till, um the following week's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, that's be back for Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, if you need me to run out there on like the 23rd, let me know. Oh, you're always welcome. To help you out. You can always come, dude. Help out. You could get on, you could get some camera time. I might need to get some camera time. This is my boy, Cody Ransom. Been on, he's, I'll he's, just help you carry it out. Uh, yeah. You need help packing it out. You're going to meet my, oh, next year. So as long as you get October off. <laughs> I need you to guarantee me October off. Well, I mean, you probably your wife probably wants a commitment too, because like you're gonna get this opportunity to hunt something. Listen, as long as I don't have to work this job, then October's off. As long as I look October twentieth, I need to be home. It's my daughter's birthday. Okay, fine. September. October is pretty much, like, usually open. Yeah. There's, unless this instructional league happens again in October, I will never be working in October. And that's the, that's the great part of the job is I work, like, February to September. There's this really cool. Typically. So there's this really cool muzzleloader hunt that I'm not going to tell okay. the listeners about, but they can just hear how cool it is. Then you can, then I can. Then me and you can put in together. You can talk me into buying a muzzleloader. Um, I don't have one. I, yeah, um, sure. We'll have one built so you can shoot six hundred yards with a muzzle loader. I got one sitting back there. Oh man! And um, so I got this muzzle loader deer hunt, and my boy 
Chris. I won't say his last name because I don't want no one calling him. Yeah, don't call Because he's my boy. He's our boy. Don't, he's not mine. I don't know him yet. Oh, you're gonna he know. will be. You're going to know. Not yet. He's, he's, he's a freaking stud. That's all I know is like when this kid's young, he played baseball too. Oh yeah, he's a ba- he's a he's a middle infielder. All you middle infielders get along. We can talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, these catchers and outfielders, we just don't click with middle infielders. <laughs> so, <laughs> these uh, and I went on an oryx hunt last year with him, and I was just if you if you've hunted, it's like you're playing ball. There's people that talk about how good they are, and then you get out in the field. And you probably can tell if they can play like that, right? You can tell when they start playing catch if they can play or not. Yes. yes. So, it's like you see their gear. You look at their cleats, right? You're like, how worn are those things? Just look at that glove. This is really funny. Let's see that glove. You're oh, look, looks like that thing's brand new. <laughs> you just got it. <laughs> you don't even use that thing, dude. <laughs> Let's see those fingers of yours. You got any calluses on there? Any jam fingers? Nothing. You know, so I look at, I'm like, this kid, I'm looking at his boots, man. This, these boots have had some miles on them. And then I look at his vinyls, I'm like, yeah. You can always tell a guy that knows how to glass, just, I can tell you just. By his, the brand. Not the brand. It's just the setup. The quality. It's the setup. It's like, there's like a bunch of. I'm going to have bu- to step up my setup game then. Well, you come to the right guy. Because I have too much crap. (laughs) Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball, after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from t-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA, opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Rolly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no-pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Rolly White is family-owned and operated and is now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, 
Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. And so <clears throat> you can look at their binos. It's a combination of binos, tripod, chair. Do they use a chair? What do they use to sit down? Or do they stand up? And they have to explain it if they are freehanding it. They're That's, no bueno. You're like, hmm, you have a hard time seeing stuff, don't you? Yes, I do. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to freehand, I'm about shaky as they come. Yeah. So, but, so the key about hunting and glassing is a good it, setup. Here's, here, here's a tip. The more comfortable you are, the longer you can glass. The more you look through a glass the more likely you'll see an animal. That's it. Period. And some people use shitty binos, and they can see stuff. And so, but if they, you, the key is a tripod. They got a tripod, and you look at that tripod, and you're like, dude, that thing's been, it's been used. That means he spends a lot of time behind the glass. And that means, you know. He's got some good. He, at least he's trying. Right. He's trying. You know, like, when I first started hunting a lot, you, like, you can't kill anything from camp. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that we, I don't, I don't want to, how do we say this? We learn to hunt by walking. Yeah. Just go find something. Yeah. You know, and. There's different levels. Well, right? you would sit and, you know, look and glass, and then you would find sign, and then you would track it, and then, like, you know what I mean? Or or mm. know where water's at, maybe go from there or whatever, but, um, like, the hard way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, miles and miles and miles. I would say that's the old school, because that's how my uncle hunted. It's definitely old school. I mean, I learned yeah. from my grandfather and my dad. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, I remember it 12 years old, hiking... 15 20 miles a day like yeah. and just going and going and going until you either saw something or you didn't and it was time to go back and it was um i, I loved it because we were out there and you yeah. know i was with them and all that stuff but it was like such a turnoff because it was like you'd you, go and just walk and you were exhausted what's fun about and this beat crap? yourself up you know and then guess what you did it the next day over and over until either you season was over and you got one you know what's crazy is, because that's how we hunted. Uh -huh. Like, we'd get on horseback. You know, 27, we'd go off the Blue Wilderness. And you you know 27. I know the Blue, Nastiest too. country. Yeah. Right? we just ride off horseback off in the Blue. And I think about it now. It's like, how many deer or elk did we just blow just out? Just blow out of there. Just and, blow out. Yeah. Because the game was plentiful. Yeah. What we shot was the leftovers. Was not. <laughs> they just, they, they're it's, so dumb. Yeah. They're like, huh? It's boom. It's still plentiful there. It's less since they uh, um, introduced the, the wolves. wolves back up there. But Let's talk about the wolves for just Turkey's seconds. completely disappeared in 27. Like, it's, there's still some. But you used to drive down the road and they'd run across the road at you. Yeah. 
Totally. They're just gone now. 27's on the eastern side of Arizona, and it's the most pristine country in Arizona, in my opinion. What do you think, Cody? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, Unit 1 and 27 kind of butt up to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And Unit 1 butts up against the White Mountain Apache. Yeah. 27, you got San Carlos. Go south to San Carlos, yeah. And, and so you're talking about the like biggest Alpine, Arizona, if anybody's familiar with that area, big lake. And the biggest kind of, bulls kind of in, in the world are shot off White Mountain, San Carlos, and that butts up against 27 and one. And those bulls cross over all the time. All the time. We see them all the time. I mean, they're just, you have to, like, the big, big ones are down in the blue or, you know, yeah. places. But there's, I mean, there's, over the years, we've seen monsters walk across the road. Yep. You know, um, literally across the road. Um, but, you know, you can get there from, from south or from Yeah, you north. take the, the blue road down mm-hmm. to the post office down there. Yeah. You but know. you can, I mean, if you're coming up from Tucson, you come up the back way. An emergency. Yeah. The, and then, the Coronado Trail. Yeah. It's a, Here's a fun fact. The Hannigan Meadow Lodge, whose super famous dude loved... That was his favorite lodge to go game, like to play chip. Um, he'd he'd like play poker there. You're asking me who? Yeah, who was it? Well, I don't know. I know John Ray- Wayne's from up in. He's got a place up in Eager. Yeah, John. That was John Wayne's favorite place to yeah. play poker at. And John Wayne was really good friends with my grandparents because they were alcoholics together. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the the guy that lived on the north side of my property now, yeah, uh, just sold his place here and moved up next to John Wayne's ranch up there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's a twenty six bar, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Moved right there. I don't know why. Windiest, windiest place in the state. Yeah, crazy. It was actually on Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah, I think I think my uh, my dad told me he saw it. windy. What's the windiest place either in the southwest or state or country or something? Eager Arizona. Yeah, man. I I think that's what when you said you had ties in Eager, I'm like, this is a match made in heaven. <laughs> Who has ties in Eager? Like, but my, how many people like recently? He had the guy my neighbor has. You have. Um, we came across somebody else the other day. You and I were together. Who was it? I don't know. Somebody we talked to the other day had had family from there, and it was like. Who are these people from Eager? Yeah. But. Okay. I was, you know, like, honestly, like, my grandpa's Lewis Eager. He's a houndsman. He mm-hmm. chased bears and cats, and he passed away. Man, it's been, he passed away when Wesley was a year old, so seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Man, I still cry about it. I cried this week about him. Yeah. That old freaking fart, man. <laughs> and I think about him all the time because he is. 27 and 1, that's like... His home. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, probably like your family too. Yeah, my grandfather on my dad's side was uh, Roy. He, he uh, every summer... All, my grandma's from up there, my grandmother. And then uh, she was born up there in the, in the old milk house on the, oh, on the property. That's and, cool. And uh, yeah, so the, every year they were up there. They, we had the ranch up there. Um, we had six sections up there. That's a lot of land, man. Thirty six hundred acres or That's something like six that. Six square miles, right? I think I believe so. A section well, is a square mile. Uh, yeah. 
So it was, I think it's what is there's a uh, six hundred and seventy acres like per that. section. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is. So yeah, it was over three thousand acres we had, and it was um, yeah. Sore subject. <laughs> yeah, she uh, yeah. My grandmother passed away in like two thousand. I think it was two thousand two or uh, two thousand three, I believe. And um, her brother and sister ended up selling it. It was. Uh, we grew up there. Uh, my dad grew up there on the ranch. Uh, yeah. So know, he lived grandpa. there. Like that's where he. No, grew up. but every. I mean, every summer and every hunting season, and like they they that's spent the entire summer up there when they were off school. Yeah. And uh, that's you, how I was. You could drive all day and yeah. still be on our property. And, you know, so cool, we man. learned to shoot guns out there and we learned to. That was in. We Luna? rode three wheelers and quads. And it was, uh, I don't actually know where it's, it was on, on the way to New Mexico out of. Out was of, it in Arizona and New Mexico? It was in Arizona, on the Arizona side. So if you're coming, headed straight through and you don't make the right. Yeah. Like in Springerville, if you just go straight through. Yeah. It was just right out there. Oh, it was just. Past Just past, yeah. Past Royal Grounds? Yeah. On the left there. Okay. On the on the north side. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like flat tops? No, well it's like you got the you go up the hill, right? Mm-hmm. Is it past the hill? Uh I think it was just God, it's been forever since I've been there. It's probably past the hill. I think it was just over the hill and then there was a, a turn in. Yeah. I believe. On the north side? Yeah. That would have been awesome, man. Well, like I bet there's some big like, I'm, I'm out trying there. Nobody knows this, but I'm trying to get a hold of the guy yeah. that bought it. Yeah. Does and, he want to uh, sell it back for, you know, well, half the price he bought it for? I'll buy it. I mean, let's make it happen. Listen, there was it. a, so it was, it was a weird situation. He had land on both sides and he you leased. You want to partner in on it? Let's do it. I'm in. He leased our land and ran, ran cattle through it, right? Yeah. And so uh, we, we owned, I, I guess they homesteaded a couple of sections and, and leased the other couple. Um, however it played out, I'm not really Sure, but so he wanted the grazing rights. Yeah, and but he he leased it anyway, mm-hmm. so he ended up buying it from him, and I let him graze cattle on there all day if I still own the land. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go go ahead and graze them. Just let me own the hey, land. Hey, like we're gonna have certain sections. Like, don't let cattle in here. Yeah, we'll put fences up. Yeah, we don't want them in here because this is where food is for other animals. Or just we'll put a fence up. Like that, that'd be. Easier. I guess that would be easier. Yeah, I think that I did the same thing during the summer every year. I grew up going up, and kind of the same thing happened. Um, the land was sold, and I think about it all the time. Yeah. It's tough because you look at the dollar amount it was sold for, and it's oh, not worth oh the – And I get people need money <coughs> or, or whatever, but, man, you just think about the – The legacy. The legacy won, but, like, you can't get that back. Could you imagine bringing your kids up there every year? I can. Oh man! Because no. I did it growing up. So like, yeah. from even if <clears throat> even if they don't love it, you know, maybe my daughter doesn't love the outdoors as much as my son or whatever. But to know that they can do that if they want to, yeah, right. And when I'm gone, they can have it and do the same with their kids. Well, she might have a bunch of boys, and, and they may like, love it. Like I know where to take you, kids. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like it can go generationally, and and that's like, I don't know. My dad, my dad was he was really upset about it. He still is. If you bring it up, so I try to not bring it up around him. Yeah, my that's what my grandpa was. He had some land sold out from underneath him, yeah. and he died with that 
being pissed off about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's, I don't know, I, I've thought long and hard about trying to get a hold of the guy and seeing if there's any way to get it back. Well, let's go up there. Let's go start knocking uh, doors. I just, I do you know, do you know the name of the guy? I, I can get it for sure. Cause you know. I just talked to a guy from my buddy Lester up there and be like, hey, Lester, call this guy. Give me the number. Let's figure out who he is. Yeah, I mean, I just, you think about stuff like that and how it can impact like a, uh, you know, not just a family. Well, traditionally. Yeah, but, yeah tra- like, I mean, over mm. hundreds of years. I mean, if you think about it, like, we still have the five acres in town there where the house is. and Not the same, though. No, no, no. I Because mean, the town's not But there's good. there's elk and deer in our yard now. <laughs> no, dude. It's, it's not crazy. Like, big. Because, like, there's the golf course. You know the golf yeah, course is? Uh-huh. That was my grandparents' land. Right. And now there's, like, I went out there last time. There was, like, 40 deer feeding at night. And I saw 40 elk. I'm like... And I asked my uncle, I said, why is there elk and deer in town now? Because when I grew up, there was nothing. He's like, because we stopped killing them. (laughs) (laughs) Your family's gone. Yeah. No, there was a a cop that uh, my dad talked to when he was up there a couple months ago. And he's like, we have seen bulls in your yard. Yeah. And we have seen deer there now that never used to be there. You know what? You know what happens? Is I was talking to my buddy now that lives out in Texas, and then it's like uh, I don't know the exact term for it, but if the fawn or calf is born mm-hmm. in that place, they always winter there, and then eventually, really? so they're always going to go back. They always go back. So like, so what happens is, if for whatever for whatever reason the elk or deer get pushed off where they mm-hmm. lived, and then they they gave birth to their, you know, in your front yard. Mm-hmm. They will winter there the rest of their lives. Hmm. And I think some of those elk and deer, like, they, they, they winter down low. Yeah. And then they're like, it's kind of cool. Hang out down there. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. These people just don't care anymore. They're not stopping to take pictures at us. And there's like this big, the little Colorado runs through with mm-hmm. plenty of feet everywhere. No one messes with us. And yeah, it's right by the fire department there in, in town. Yeah. It's like in town. Yeah. It's as much of a town as it can be. But Do you spend 4th of July up there? No. Have you ever? Nope. Really? No, I mean... Well, I mean, in my adult life... I guess you were playing baseball, in, in your my, defense. In my adult life, I was always working. Um, the last few years we spent, we spent a couple years in California, right after I retired to get out of here. This year, we were here. Um, so... We do have this piece of property I'm trying to close on, that Cody will have a special pad for his whatever he wants, a trailer, a tent, I don't really care. That will be dedicated to you and your family. I got a feeling your daughter's not coming. Well, I only get another year with her before she goes to college, so I'm going to I hope she wants to, but we'll see. Hey, man, sometimes. She enjoys it. She, she doesn't hate it. She's just more of a, uh, hey, if we get a shower in a nice place for her to stay. She's fine. She, like, she can do whatever. If she, she just doesn't want to sleep in a freaking tent. Who wants to sleep in a tent? She doesn't even mind sleeping in it. She doesn't like. Bathing. Waking up in it. <laughs> what? Yeah, she she likes uh, 
I don't know. She's good, man. She, she's a. She likes her friends. She's she's a good. Well, kid. she's in that stage. She's in that yeah, stage. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I uh, I'm not. I she's a. She likes Cali, man. She's she's a uh, she's a beach type. That's my wife, man. My yeah. wife. What the great thing about my wife. Is that she's all about Cali. She's mm-hmm. all about like I thought. I felt really guilty because I'm like I'm gonna get this land that I've always wanted, and I start feeling guilty. I'm like, I started looking at some friends, and I'm like, hey, if all four of us going together, there's some deals going on right now on some houses on the beach. I think maybe we could pull this off. I mean, it'd be a stretch. And I, I, I like, do you want to pursue this over that? Mm-hmm. And she said, no. I was shocked. You know? And yeah. she's like, hey, we visit, like, once a year. Right. <laughs> we'll just get a nice rental home, and that's it. I was like, okay. You don't, I'm not going to ask twice. <laughs> twice <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, mine's the same way. She, like, like she just likes to get out. Yeah. Uh, she enjoys the beach if we go. Um you know, but I think more than like four or five days is enough for. This is your daughter, my wife, Erica. Yeah, like yeah. four or five days camping, or anywhere. I, well, camping, I think I get maybe two or three. Yeah, but trailer will change that. Yeah, I mean, once she learns how to, like, we went three or four, three days over yeah. the summer, and yeah. they were well, great. They were fine. You did have a mishap on the. Well, door. we're we're loading up to go anyway. Yeah, you were already leaving. Yeah. We did. That was an ugly situation. Poor Alexander. He's he's fixed. He's good now. Alexander. No. Oh. Jordan. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Why did I think your name was Alex? Why did I? Why is there you, an Alexander? You didn't think my kid's name was Alexander. Why do I have Alexander in my head? I don't know. Maybe you're thinking about going to shoot bows in Tucson with Pete's guy, dude. I I am I sorry, man. Jordan, if you're listening. He's definitely not. <laughs> Jordan, you should be listening to your dad's podcast. But I own one. I don't know what I owe him. I don't even know what he likes. What does he like? He likes everything. He's good. Like you, a, you don't owe him anything. I he's fine. Well, I almost tore something in half on like because <laughs> I didn't tell him how to open the door and oh, shut that, it. That was my fault. <laughs> I was helping him. But he's uh yeah so I mean Erica's good like she like I if we go somewhere it's like four or five days we're good just a little refresher get back yeah um is she like being at home Erica yeah she does until she doesn't if you know what I mean like she she's, she's like go. okay I need out I need to go do something and like this summer was kind of tough because. But we got out and hiked a lot and we uh, in the mornings. There's a lot of fun with her at the tack. She does great. Like yeah. she's she loves to hike. She loves to get outside. She's an outdoors girl. Yeah. It it doesn't that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if it's hiking or or camping or you know in the forest or at the beach. It doesn't matter. Like she's it's kind of cool cuz she can kind of do whatever and and be good at it. And and, Seems and like enjoy it and have a good time, you know. Like, you and your wife could, tell me if I'm wrong, could not have TV. Not have TV? Yeah. Like, sports, maybe, you need that, but. I don't really need 
that. I I don't know. I, like, we could probably not have TV for a while. And that's like there's there's some stuff like she's sitting at home right now with my daughter and one of my daughter's friends watching The Bachelor. So that's different. <laughs> but yeah, if it's if it's just like my wife and I, yeah. we don't we don't need TV. We yeah. can we can make it make it work. Yeah, that's like we turn off. The only I like to watch football. Get, like I like baseball. I like to keep up on. I like to keep up on like the general everything. Right. And like I'm very interested in the D backs till they break my heart too much and then I'm out. But if they're like fully in it, like I keep really good track. And I think you're you're like most fans here in Arizona. Like and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think the deep like Arizona fans they like, just to get excited. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's like I think in general, and you can choose any sport in Arizona, like they'll have a good season and then they suck for three years. <laughs> the, and the Cardinals tried to change that and the Suns have been so bad for so long. Yeah. And I, and I don't I don't know anyone from the Suns program. Devin Booker. I would appreciate if Robert Sarver sold the team to somebody that knew what they're doing. Would let a GM run the team. Yeah. Right? It, every team, pro team that I've seen that the GM runs it, seems like better well, that's their job. Any program, any team that the owner is heavily involved, there's not good success. I think, seems. I think one argument would be Steinbrenner and the Yankees. Yes. But that would be one of the few. Very few. That was, they had a big payroll. Yeah, right. I mean, ownership opens up the payroll if they're more involved. Yes. Where um, they can, I mean, even even here, I mean, ownership's involved daily. Really? Um, they, yeah, they, without a doubt. They let the GM run the team, but ownership is around, and you see them, and they're they're active. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but you want that. You want, I think you want, a vested interest from ownership that that really cares if you win or not. Not they're not just in it for the business side. Yeah. Right. And if if but you could you could see some teams that it's all business. Yeah, you can. Like I see, like the Thunder, like they just. I don't know how many rebuilds you can have in five years, but I think they're in their third. And every year they go to the playoffs and they decide right. rebuild. I'm like, <laughs> you just made the playoffs again. Who? <laughs> Everyone's a rookie. Sell everybody for good. Rebuild. I think as a player, um, you know, if you if you see that the front office, not just the GM and and you know whoever, but ownership actually has an interest in you winning, um, you feel like you're all a team, and you know you don't feel like it's just you're just a another pawn. That makes sense because like, you know, from somebody that has never been there, and you don't see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> there's some fans that took out a billboard. Do you remember yeah, that? I, that said, I do. Yeah. I donated. <laughs> <laughs> Sell the Suns Sarver. That's funny. <laughs> That's how pissed they were, man. Because the Suns were like, they never were like elite, but they were always like going to the playoffs. Right in there, yeah. They are always like, yeah. you know, right in the middle of the pack. Yeah. And, you know, 
I feel like the D-backs, though, they've been competitive for the last while. Yeah. Like, they're always on that cuffs of, like, getting there to the playoffs. Yeah, we've got some really good pieces coming, too. Um, some young, Like I said, these young guys we're working with. Uh, I mean, the, the big league team's got some talent. Yeah. They should be pretty good. And then, and then uh, you know, Tori and his group, you know, the, the coaches, they do a great job. And they're, I, I seem to really like Tori. Tori's a good dude. He really is. He's uh he, he likes to win. He's uh he's committed to it. He's dedicated. He came out and talked a couple times to the minor league guys, like just about mindset and what they want to have and, and Hazen and his group are awesome and um they're a younger group as far as uh, you know, management goes. Yeah. Um but but that trend is kind of common uh throughout baseball now, is this the younger generation and the uh, they're just fun guys to be around. They they really kind of get it, and man, they're competitive as hell. Even like ownership guys are competitive, and, and you can see it. And when you hear them talk, it it's it's in the way they talk, and and uh, it's it's a culture. You know, they're trying to build a culture that that is about winning, and I I'm all about it. Like I hate losing, and so it's um I hate losing. it's been fun to be a part of. It really has. And that's that's just another th- thing that's made me believe I'm in the right spot as far as the job. Yeah, we miss out on some other stuff, but and I've talked to you about you know the time and yeah. like, like how how much it's been and how you know I hate hate missing out on some stuff, but it's the give and take and it's, uh, it's hey, been as good. long as I get to hunt with you once. We, the thing is, like, even if the season prolongs, mm-hmm. we can still go hunt. We can December go late January. hunts or yeah. early January or whatever, but they're not they're not the prime hunts. But oh, the dude! Well, I'm December, what, I'm, what I'm talking about, January like, mule deer hunt in Mexico, that is prime time. Well, only. I'm talking September elk in Arizona. You're just gonna might be really sick for two weeks. I <laughs> <laughs> think <laughs> 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 if I was smart, well, I didn't get drawn. I got COVID twenty five. I didn't get drawn this year, so I couldn't do anything about it but i mean yeah anyway it's fine we're definitely gonna get some this was the year that you didn't have a tag right you know what they and i know they worked you hard they did yeah they probably had some reason to do that they probably see something in you yeah i'm like i'm pleasantly happy with that doesn't work together but uh like i'm i'm very happy with um the role I was given, uh, for the especially for this instructional league being my first full season. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Um whether or not it did a good job remains to be seen and, and I'm sure they'll let me know. But I've we've seen the guys improve and we've seen them kind of listen, I think. It gets frustrating at times, you know, as a coach. Because you, you don't remember – well, you try to remember. I mean, I was in their shoes 20 – years ago yeah right I was I was them uh, coming out of college but um you know a lot of these we've got some 18 year olds you know what I mean like yeah. imagine being in a different country your senior year in high school trying to kind of make it I got a kid from Taiwan really we got some Dominican Venezuelan Puerto wow. Rican kids right like imagine being over here never being away from home and then all of a sudden being in what would be your senior year in high school 
and trying to figure out how to play professional baseball. Um, Must have incredible talent. Well, yeah, it's talent. It's perseverance. It's being able to just deal with, you know, being away. Like, and the Venezuelan guys haven't been home in a long time because the yeah, country's they were, been closed. They've been shut down. Yeah. I mean, we got guys. coaches that haven't been home in 18 months. Because they're from Venezuela? Yeah. So they're they're finally gonna I think gonna get to go home and I mean that's a long time away from your family and, and uh, you know they're like the guys I talk to they really have a lot of like family's really important to them so yeah, you know the South American I think South Americans in general get all bunched up to Mexico and I I lived in Chile. I know Venezuelans and Peruvians and mm-hmm. Bolivians and Argentines and every single country is different. Yeah. They have their own culture, their own type of food. You know, I thought I was going to be eating Mexican food in Chile for two years, and I didn't eat a single tortilla. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Like, that's, I mean, that's that's the, the what I was expecting when I met Venezuelans and Dominicans for the first time, Cubans that yeah. we played with were like, and it was so, I guess, stereotypical, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, what is that? They're like, you want some food? I'm like, hell yeah, I want some food. So I'm expecting, like, some beans, rice, right. tortillas, be- beans, and rice, right? Yeah, and they've yeah. got like plantains, and <laughs> I'm like, it's white rice, plantains, yeah. and, and some kind of pork or chicken, usually. Y- yep, yep. And delicious don't get me wrong yes. like every time they brought it it was great you're like uh where, when's the tortillas coming like the homemade tortillas <laughs> oh where's that they're like oh we don't eat that shit i remember like so in chile they i mean we're really off topic here but they don't have peanut butter down there no so here's something that's you would not think is american peanut butter is american 190 percent american you can't get that in europe you can't get that in south america Here's another thing. Never noticed that. Pepper. Really? Pepper is American. <laughs> you go down to South America, they have salt. <laughs> Only no pepper. They don't, you go to the table, you have to go to a special aisle. You have to go to a super nice supermarket. In the American s- aisle. In a very special aisle. And they sell it in like these little baggies. You know, like, hmm. And you know, all the American missionaries yeah. down there buy it and. Well, I remember in Japan we had the American store that we had to go to to get the stuff we wanted. Do, do they have ultra pasteurized milk? You take that for granted here in the U.S. By the way, yeah. Like, well, I went to Japan and I'm like, "Hey, where's the organic aisle?" And they laughed. <laughs> like, I feel like everything we have is organic. You, the eggs are like orange yolks. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. They're like, I uh, was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, I I think organic is the biggest uh, scam of all time. I think it's just they put a sticker on it, organic. organic. Well, yeah, because we got some eggs the other day. Yeah. Right? And they were like regular eggs. Bright yellow on the inside. I'm like, this is not what you're getting out of a chicken that runs around in your backyard. Sorry. And it's not. So, anyway. Anyways, we really want. Man, I think it's good. I think we need to do more of these. Maybe every so many we do like a recap. And we shoot the shiz. And maybe at some point we have enough listeners where, and we have an Instagram page where they can give us some question questions, answers. I like that. Maybe more questions. I don't know if I have answers. I can't promise there's answers. We can give opinions. 
We don't know about answers. Opinions. All I can hope, this is the one thing that I hope for in America. This is my political topic. Is And I truly believe this. Is that I hope us as Americans that we can love everybody's differences. And that just because you believe something different that you they're not a bad person. Couldn't agree more. And that we cannot divide us, but we can unite. Because I see America just I I hear friends say it, I hear just tons of people. If you're this person, you are the you, you are you might as well go to hell. And if you're this other person, you're going to hell. And one of my best friends is of opposite beliefs of me. And I ask him, what, because what, how are you that? Mm-hmm. And he said to me, do you believe in this, this, and that? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, I do too. We just believe them in different the importance of those things are in different orders. And so now I just look at them totally different. And we talk about political stuff all the time and we have good conversations. I ask him questions. He asks me questions and I just see this fighting and the riots. And it just makes me sick because that's not who we are. Why can't we talk to each other? And why can't, why can't we just be okay with people not believing the same thing we believe? Like, Cody doesn't believe in the clothes I wear. <laughs> and you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Sitka. Yes. Yeah. See, common beliefs. Yeah. No, I do it, want a pair of Jordans. Yeah, we, I got you a pair of Jordans. What do you want? You just tell me what kind I, I got you. got fat feet, so just that. <laughs> yeah, I I think you're right on with that, man. I just, there's there's room to not have the same beliefs but still get along. And there's you're entitled. Everybody's entitled to an opinion, mm. and I don't have to agree with it. But that doesn't make you a bad person, yeah. or that doesn't make make me have to hate you. Like you you have your opinion. Just don't like the. the I think the problem becomes when you start to force your beliefs on other people. Yeah. If they don't want to believe that, that's fine. It's okay. There's a difference between opinion and fact. Yeah, there is. Now, there's a lot of hate that goes on too, and that's hate, not okay. It's just so sick, man. I'm so sick of hate. When the, when the opinions turn to hate, then there's a problem. And that's that's where a lot of it I I think that's where a lot of the the frustration and the the pain comes from is is somebody's opinion causing hate or harm on another person. I think that's that's not okay at all. So I was li- and this is just my two cents. Uh, there was a time when a certain president got voted in and I would listen to a certain topic talk show on the radio and every time I listened to it I would just get so much anxiety and I would feel with so much hate, mm-hmm. right? And at some point I said, 
this hate if anything makes you feel scared or makes you have anxiety or hatred it comes from an evil place and I should not listen to that I should go to positivity and I changed I stopped listening to it I went to positivity and guess what my business grew that year I had a great year my life was fine even though that president wasn't what I wanted I had an awesome year awesome yeah you know, so I think positivity can come even when you don't always get what you want. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So all those people out there that may be freaking out over whatever, it's going to be okay. Either way, it, it it's going to be okay. It be okay, yeah. It might not be okay, but it's not. If Americans can join together, it'll be okay. It should be okay. It should. Yes. We should all be okay. We should be okay if we lose. Because we have to be gracious losers as also gracious winners. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll just only, I can only pray. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, lot remains to be seen in the next few months for sure. Um, but, look, I, I definitely think everybody's going to be just fine. Yeah. And I think that uh, I think that this is there, there's a there's a big place to heal a lot of what's gone on over the last this last year um, on well, both sides. There's been on both. Yeah, sides, I'm not. You know? I'm I'm not talking about any one side. I'm talking in general, like yeah. the hate from. There's just just too much of it, and I I, I worry every day about my kids having to grow up in it. And, it's scary, um, man. Yeah, it scares scares me to death. And I, uh, I really feel bad for him. Um, it's crazy how much our kids know about stuff too. Yeah, I, and it's crazy that they have to. Like it's crazy, but it's that's just crazy. I mean, social media feeds into that. Their phones feed into that. The news that they're able to watch. You how know, does my six-year-old know about the Senate race? <laughs> She's like, she knew about Mark Kelly and Martha McSally. Right. She knew about it. I'm like. Yeah, I love the education part of it. I love that they know. I love that. I mean, you look at the voters now that are eighteen and and these young kids that are are involved. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm proud that my kids know that. And I'm proud that they want to be involved in that. Yeah. Uh, they're not able to vote yet, but they but they have an opinion, and I I like that. I like that they have an opinion. I like that they're going to be able to voice it. Um. I just hope they don't get judged by it. Yeah, you know, so. and that's I. I keep all my st- people ask me often, and I won't put it on social media, or I won't because it's it's nobody's business. Like as far as that, you know, and I don't yeah. want my f- anything to happen with my. It's not that it's going to, but I don't want to draw any negative attention to my family or anything like oh, that for because sure, of man. you know. So it's um, yeah, I'm really guarded when it comes to that kind of stuff around my family. Uh, well, I've noticed that with you too, like. I you we I don't know who you vote for. Mm-hmm. I know you voted. And I I respect that. And I don't need to know. Right. I really don't cuz that's not who you are. Right. Cody's a good person that likes to hunt and I like <laughs> to hunt. And I know what kind of dad you are and I know what kind of I know what kind of productive member of the community you are and you're an honest guy and that's what we should be focused on. We should be focused on Good, honest, hardworking people in our community. 
And whoever they vote for, who cares? Yeah, that, that's my opinion exactly. Like, I don't, I don't ask anybody who they vote for. I just hope that they are able to voice their opinion. Yeah. And that's, that's what America's about, hopefully, and that's what, that's what it was founded upon, and that's what um, democracy's about, and they're able to, like, you have an opinion, you're able to give that, and you're able to, to like, that's, you did your job. We are in for a bumpy road the next couple of months. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's, yeah, and I hope. You know, I hope that part of it, the political part of it, plays itself out like it's supposed to. And I hope that this COVID thing plays itself out like it's supposed to and, and like, gets better and we're able to kind of figure something out. And I really, and like I said, for me, it is what it is. Like, you know, we're resilient. We can do what we want. But for the kids and the next generation, like, I really, they deserve to grow up in in a better place. And I, uh, and and the place that we grew up in, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and I, I want that for my kids, and I want that for their kids, um, hopefully one day, and and um, you know I don't want them to have to keep putting up with worse and worse stuff. No, and yeah, well, I think we should end it there. I like it. Next time, maybe we'll talk some cars because I'm staring at these behind you. We should have uh, what we should do because by then. You will be not. You'll be on your off season. We can. Um, I'll be in my off season in two days. We can go. We can have Scott, my boy, my homie, and your soon-to-be homie Scott at Unique Upholstery. You can go podcast at his place, and you'll see like some, some amazing cars. Like, well, he'll have like twenty cars in there that are from all these superstars that he's just decking out and you're like he's got a showroom and they're all cars that are all worth three to five hundred thousand and I don't want to go in there you have to well then I'm going to want to take one out of there you just don't because I went in there I can't well I'm not going to but at least you can look I can definitely look and maybe even touch this little silver and black one might need to take a trip down the road though whenever hey you know don't don't tell me whenever you know (laughs) that you know there's this anniversary coming up of yours. Yeah. And you know, we're homies, so I'm a, you know. She's a bad car back there, man. You just, uh, just, uh, you know. Yeah. Just, I hopefully the battery doesn't die on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye.